A school is forced to close because of a spider infestation. In Mumbai, they are draping sheets over the slums. And a pastor wants to grow marijuana in a church. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. This is the only daily weird news podcast, and I have three weird, strange segments from all around the world. Let's jump into it. A school is forced to close because of a spider infestation. This sounds like a horror movie. An arachnid infestation, if I may throw around a big word that I know from the world of science. Yeah, arachnid. You know, yeah, I took a couple college courses. I know what I'm doing here. After spiders bit a student and a teacher, a middle school in Wisconsin was forced to temporarily close. In a letter to the families and the staff of Wilson Middle School in Manitowoc, the school principal said a student was sitting in a classroom when she, quote, brushed a spider off her arm. <gasps> that sounds terrifying. Here's a quote from the principal, Corey. Well, there was no visible bite, but the student's arm became itchy and swollen. Itchy and swollen. Very itchy. The school nurse provided medical attention for the itchy student, and the itchy student's parents were called in for the itchy student. The student went home with a big itch, and uh, since it was close to the end of the school day, we just sent the student home, but we were alarmed at that time. And it did not end with that one spidery incident. A spider bit one of the middle school teachers, according to a report. The teacher experienced some pain swelling, and in addition, itching, lots of itching. The teacher got medical attention. Well, you know, the teacher was really itchy, so we had to get some attention for that itch. We had to send the teacher home as well with some itchiness. We're very concerned about spiders. We're very concerned about the staff and the students having some itches. Now, in that letter to the families of the students, Principal Corey said the school would have to temporarily close an entire day to address this arachnid infestation. It is specifically a yellow sack spider infestation, they say. I'm not really familiar with the yellow sack spider. Let's look it up. Now, I'm going to attempt to pronounce the actual scientific name of this yellow sack spider. Chiriacanthium inclusum. Inclusum. Oh, yeah. Nailed it, guys. Uh, now it says here, this is alternately known as the black-footed yellow sack spider or the American yellow sack spider. And it belongs to the family of Chirichanthidae. Ch yes. In the family called Metergatae. Metergata <laughs> I don't think I said that right. Um, now, there's some information about the bite from this yellow sack spider. The bite, it says here, is at first painless, with symptoms developing about two to eight hours after the bite. It starts by resembling a mosquito sting, becoming more painful and more swollen. Eventually, it ulcerates into a large surface lesion up to 10 centimeters that requires medical attention. My goodness. doesn't say anything about the itchiness. Now, the school is currently working with the local pest control company to eradicate the spiders, says they have found thus far 30 spiders in multiple classrooms. Uh, Wilson Middle School eventually reopened to the students and the staff. No other students or staff have reported any spider bites or itchiness. 
And uh, for this particular article, they interviewed a nerd from Michigan State University who says, Well, the yellow sack spiders probably account for more human bites than any other type of spider. The bite is usually most painful right away, and there's a burning feeling that can last for about an hour. Some people experience a rash, some blistering, muscle cramps, and nausea. Yellow sack spiders are active hunters, meaning they search for their prey instead of capturing prey with a web. They also tend to bite without provocation, so you don't really have to do much to get bit by these little critters, you know, (laughs) and watch out. They can be very itchy. I recommend some calamine, guys. Calamine for the itchy. Yay! Mumbai has draped sheets over their slums to hide the poor parts of the city. As delegates from some of the world's wealthiest nations descend on Mumbai for a three-day summit this week, They will be spared from the sights of some of the city's slums and poorest residents. The city is hosting a meeting of the group of 20 countries, and giant sheets have been strung up on bamboo poles, sometimes with billboards of the event in many places of the city. Now, curiously, many of the localities covered up with sheets are slums, and residents say the sheets literally came up overnight ahead of the event that will end today alongside a drive to beautify the city. Here is a quote from one resident. Some people were cleaning the neighborhood, and at night they put up these curtains. Uh, We found out about them only in the morning. They said some special guests are arriving. Another resident said, We have never seen such a cleanliness drive like this in the last 50 years. The authorities, of course, are trying to hide the truth of Mumbai. That's why they're covering up the slums. This is horrible, by the way, just to cover up your slums with a sheet. How about you just help the people out, man? Uh, The effort to cover them up, you know, could be used in another way. You know, maybe get them to a shelter. I don't know. Do they have shelters there? I have no idea. I just think it's, it's rather callous to cover up your slums with a sheet. And... What about someone who wasn't even living in the slum? Someone just laid down on the grass. They throw a sheet over him. Hey, man, I was just having a suntan. What is this sheet over me? I'm not homeless. Just trying to get some fresh air, man. Yesterday, it says the city's Gateway of India and the Taj Mahal Palace Hotel were seen lit up in a dazzling welcome for all the delegates who went on a walk around the posh South Mumbai neighborhood. They were accompanied by... Maharashtra Governor Bhagat Singh Koshyari, Chief Minister Eknath Shinde, Deputy Chief Minister Devandra Fadnavas, and India's G20 Sherpa Amitabha Kant. Oh my goodness, I nailed all those names on one try. Oh man, give me the big bucks. It says this three-day meeting focuses on G20 collective actions for accelerating progress on the sustainable development goals and support developing countries in dealing with immediate concerns relating to food, fuel, and fertilizer security. And it doesn't say that they're working to deal with the immediate homelessness concern over in this area, unfortunately. We're just going to throw a sheet over that and let's deal with the fertilizer security instead. There's a fuel problem as well. (laughs) Don't mind the sheets, though. And, you know, how naive are you to think that just putting up a sheet over the slums is going to keep those visiting from realizing that there are slums there? (laughs) I mean, 
there's just so many levels of just stupidity in this action, in my opinion. I don't know. Very sad situation, though, when you're covering up your homeless people with a blanket on a bamboo pole, you know? Uh, what do you guys think of this? 646-450-2012 is the number. Call into the show. Please, vent. <laughs> a pastor wants to grow marijuana in church to attract more members. Could Christians use marijuana, it says? <laughs> use marijuana. I love that. Do you use? I'm a user. Oh, I don't hang out with any users. Don't let me catch you using. Are you using again, Bobby? Yes, I always use before I play Fortnite. <laughs> I'm a user. Now, according to Pastor Jamal Bryant, could Christians use marijuana? The answer is yes. Moreover, Jamal plans to grow marijuana in order to attract more church members. I think this is a pretty good plan, man. People do not want to go to church these days. If you're growing weed, man, <laughs> I'll be there, man. During an appearance on the Cool Sora podcast, the pastor Jamal Bryant, who is uh, related to the New Birth Missionary Baptist Church, says that he is, quote, looking for people that smell like weed. Oh, all right, man. Well, you could go to Venice Beach, man, and just fill your Baptist church with those people. It says here, in addition to serving in the Atlanta-based megachurch, Bryant wants to launch a cannabis business. Here's a quote from this gentleman. New Birth is the largest land-owning black church in America, if you don't know. So my position to my deacon is, why are we not raising cannabis? Why are no why we're not raising the cannabis, man? What's wrong with you? Jesus would have loved the cannabis. <laughs> we don't even know. Maybe Jeezy was Jesus Jeezy. <laughs> yeah, Jeezy. Maybe Jeezy was into the cannabis. Oh, if I know Jeezy. It says, why cannabis? I'll tell you why, guys. Uh, money, money. It's all about money, right? These mega churches love to rake in the El Buccos because they want private planes for their pastors and deacons and whatnot. They all want to be like Joel Austin and have their own stadium eventually. I think that's the goal. And uh, yeah, you can make a lot of money on cannabis, as everybody knows. So I'm going to say this is more of a business financial decision more so than uh, spreading the gospel. But I don't want to prejudge. Let's keep reading. Uh, Pastor Bryant says the move would result in bringing black males into the church since they would be able to grow marijuana legally. And now you're, now you're profiling black males as marijuana users, sir. Come on now. Says there's strict Georgia laws, though, and that... These laws are the pastor's main obstacle. No way. You can't grow marijuana in a church. I'm so surprised there's a law against this. It says medical cannabis became legal in Georgia seven years ago. However, medical marijuana patients in the Peach State say that obtaining medical cannabis these past several years has actually been more difficult than it was before legalization. In 2019, the state passed a law meant to enable the licensing of up to six companies to cultivate and produce medical marijuana. However, the legislation was stalled under the weight of litigation after we had 16 protests filed, but mostly by companies that were passed over for their marijuana growing licenses. In September, the Georgia Access to Medical Cannabis Commission voted to award two medical cannabis licenses to uh, particular corporations. And recreational cannabis use is still considered illegal in Georgia. 
And I think until you get there, yeah, this isn't going to pass. Um, obviously, keeping it medical is uh, makes it strict and makes it difficult to obtain licenses because you have to sort of, I'd imagine, prove that you are a medical organization of some sort. Uh, recreational cannabis, when it becomes legal in Georgia, would make it easier for a church like this to, to push this through, I believe. I, for one, am for integrating these substances with your search for enlightenment. I have had my biggest breakthroughs uh, on hallucinogens, specifically ayahuasca in the Amazon jungle. Did I ever tell you about my trip down there? I had some real breakthroughs, guys, where I realized that I am a face of the God. And I think when you, uh, when you imbibe in these substances, you can get to a higher level and see these, uh, get into these insights. Very, it can be spiritual, in other words, so I'm for it. But what I'm not for is you know, these megachurches profiting off all of this. You know, I don't like that. I mean, can you BYOM? Can you bring your own Mary Jane? That's what I'd like to know. I'm sure Jeezy would support BYOM. But I surely would love to hear from some listeners. What do you think about integrating some devil's weed? <laughs> As some people call it devil's weed in the church. What do you think? Call the show. Ding dong, ding dong. Weird AF News is recording in a closet. Yeah, in a closet. In a closet. Ooh, ooh. You know it, guys. Running it in a closet. Highly caffeinated in a closet. Doing it, doing it. Bringing you the weird stuff. Um, five days a week. Today being Thursday. You know, tomorrow's a very special day. It's Friday, guys. It's Friday. So we're going to do Florida news tomorrow, guys. It's Florida Friday on Weird AF News. Please do not hesitate to send me Florida news from this week. The weirder... The more degenerate, the better. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can drop them in my Instagram DM box. Drop it in the box. Drop it in the box. And it's at funnyjones. That's where I'm at on Instagram. Follow me. Please follow me. I love to be followed by my listeners. And we can have a conversation. Say hi. Say what's up. Don't be shy. I left the phone number if you'd like to call because maybe you want to express yourself. Maybe... One of these segments today really uh, got your goat, as they say. I don't know where that come from. Where does that come from? That gets my goat. I don't understand that at all. Anyways, I'm using it for some reason. I don't know why. You get me, guys. You get me. Hey, if you want to support the show, let's do this. Uh, go to weirdafnews.com, click on Buy Jonesy a Coffee, or click on the Patreon, and you can support the show like that. I always got to tell you, support the show. Um... Uh, the Patreon can also be accessed by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or download the Patreon app and do a search for Weird AF News as well. If you cannot afford to support this production inside a closet, then don't, no worries, no worries. Tell a friend. Very helpful. We spread the word of Weird AF News like the gospel. Jeezy would be proud. Am I right, guys? If Jeezy was alive, he'd be token and listening to Weird AF News. Of course, of course, because no doubt mainstream news would make Jeezy very, very sad. So, a little on a lighter note, the Weird AF News comes in and makes your day a little brighter. Right, guys? Anyways. Uh, yeah, that's it. 